Hey guys, welcome to F1 in the Sun with your hosts, McKenna, Joe, and Zach. What is going on, everyone? Happy Monday morning. We are here, F1 in the Sun. As always, I'm your host, Zach, and with me is Joe. Hello there. What a race. Ah, I'm I'm quite torn on this. <laughs> the stakes of the race were very high. Yes. For everything but the World Championship. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, uh, P2 in the Constructors was up for grabs. And P4, 5, 6, 7 were all undecided. Correct. In the driver standings. And there's a few others, too, that were decided this weekend, too. Yep. Uh, like Williams and Alpatari. That was... Close. I'm gutted. I'm gutted Yuki didn't finish higher. Yeah. He had a good, so week. He had a good weekend. He did. He had a fantastic weekend. He deserved driver of the day. Yes. 110%. Um, so with that being said, then the race was... It had its good moments. Yes. But I wouldn't say it was a great race. I mean, at one point we had a we had a DRS train. I think that involved like ten cars. It went all what from like P four, I think, down to like sixteen. Mm-hmm. Something mad like that, which definitely um made it a little. Slower, I guess. <laughs> I don't, I'm it trying to it, choose the right words. Made it interesting in a it, way. So, race was good, not great. Could have been better. I feel like a safety car would have spiked this all up. Yeah, I think this is the first season finale where there wasn't a safety car. There wasn't a VSC. There was nothing. Um, actually, I read a stat. In the last 15 years, there's only been eight safety cars. Yeah. So it doesn't put good odds to, uh, to, you know, the one, one being there. A couple teams as strategies, praying and hoping for a safety car. Which is <laughs> not what you want to do. No. I, at one point, the announcers were saying they're on plan L for luck. <laughs> Pretty much. If you couldn't guess who that is, that's Ferrari. Yeah. Well, with the kind of infinite ki- alphabet of plans. Kind of Alpha Tauri, but at the same time, not. Um, Definitely more so Ferrari. Yeah. We can dive into that later. Um, looking at will. qualifying. Um, so that was interesting. It was. the the One of the interesting points for me was our P20. Logan Sargent, who did not set a time. Yeah, I think his uh, track limits. On turn one. Was it turn one? Turn one. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> Which is gutting, because at one point, he put that car P4. And yeah. then the time got deleted because of track limits in turn one. Not... I don't... Hmm. How do you do track limits... Over and over and over in the same corner. Well, there's this this <laughs> saying, is if you do the same thing and expect a different reaction, it's called insanity. Yes. So, um, I don't know if that was just, like, obviously he was pushing. 
Yeah. But like 19 other cars were able to keep it in, in the track limits. And honestly, he didn't... Well, Checo wasn't. Yeah, but he was at least able to do it at least once. Twice. Um, But he didn't even really gain that much of an advantage. No. Because the way you go on that curb, you actually kind of lose time. Depends where you cut it, but yeah. Yeah, because of the... The, uh, the curb? Yeah, the curb. Mm-hmm. How it has uh, different levels on it. Yeah, sort of unbalances the car. Yeah, so like, it would have cost him time, not given him an advantage. Rules are rules, though. <laughs> they are, and that's why they're here. So people like Logan Sargent will not set a qualifying time if they go over track limits. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> not um, what he'd want for the last qualifying of the year. Yes, so he finished P20. Um, P19, you had Zhou Guangyu. And P18, you had Valtteri Bottas. They just didn't really have a car this weekend. They had a good-looking car. Oh, fantastic. Like I say, every time we talk about them. Can I, can I just, can I just, before we go any further, obviously taking away the Vegas-specific ones that, like, actually said Vegas on them, mm-hmm. Alpha Tauri and Alpha Romeo both kept deliveries from last weekend. And McLaren came out with a new one. Yes, the, I, I honestly kind of liked it. With the blue? Or the teal or whatever you want. I, I, I think I liked it more on the suits. Yeah, I agree with you there. It definitely... The Alfa Romeo was way better than the McLaren. Yes. I'll say that much. Yeah. And Alfa Tauri still had their, their livery, which I liked. It's... Even though some people say he looked like a zebra. It's slowly growing on me, I have to say. Yeah. Maybe because it's just different <laughs> um so yeah you had your alfa romeo's 19 18 then you had kevin magnuson in the haas ferrari in 17th mm-hmm. and speaking of ferrari you had carlos signs p16 i honestly don't know what happened to him like i don't know if something happened when he crashed it well yeah he didn't get pretty much any running time in it yeah, so maybe but, they weren't able to set it up, but like you think you would also still just kind of piggyback off of Charles, no? Like, I honestly don't think it's so much the car setup. I just don't think he had a great weekend. He had an abysmal weekend. Well, at least in qualifying. Yeah, we'll get into the race a little later. <laughs> but um but that was a that was a big shocker watching a Ferrari who's in the battle for P two of the constructors. He puts the car P sixteen. Yeah, I was kind of, kind of disappointed in Carlos. Not a good, not a good way to end the season. No. Not at all. Yeah. Um. So moving into Q two with our next five slowest drivers, you had Daniel Ricardo in P fifteen. You had. I expected a bit more out of him. Yeah. Looking at Yuki. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Um, P14, you had Alexander Albon. I kind of expected him a little higher. Yeah, I'm torn on whether this track suits them. Judging by the race, not so much. Yeah. Um, But I expected, yeah, hoping, I guess is a better word, a bit higher than what they are. Yeah. Than Um, what he is, sorry. Yeah, you had... 
Lance Stroll coming at P13. You had Esteban Ocon coming at P12. And then we're going back to back on shockers. Lewis Hamilton, P11. He, which I think is the lowest he's ever qualified in Abu Dhabi. I'm trying to think. Because if I'm not mistaken, because they, they even touched on it. I think he, at this track until this day, he had never qualified outside the top five. I think you're right. And it was abysmal. I don't actually know why. Yeah. With him either. Like, I think he just didn't agree with the car. Yeah, I, well. Kind of reflect on the whole weekend. Story of the season. <clears throat> that too. Lewis hasn't agreed with a car since 2021. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, some spice. Yeah. Um, moving into your top ten because we're we are going to avoid twenty twenty one right now. Maybe we'll touch on it in the winter break. Oh, we're gonna touch on it. You had Pierre Gasly in the Alpine P ten. You had Sergio Perez who had a lap time deleted. Same with Pierre Gasly. Yeah. Um, you had Checo in P nine. I will just say. The Alpines, prior to the last couple weekends, I entirely forgot they existed because they were so mediocre. Medi- exactly. So mediocre. You never really thought about them. And now they're sort of playing, placing here in like top 10, doing well or doing decent in the race and stuff. And yeah. it just like, wh- where did you guys come from? Right. How did you remember how to drive? Yeah. Um, and then Checo is Checo. Yeah, Checo's Checo. Uh, P8, you had Nico Hulkenberg in the Haas. P7, you had Alonso in the Aston Martin. And P6, you had Yuki Sonoda. Shocker. Um, I, I, I'm kind of lost words, to be honest. Because, like, remember, it's an Alpha Towery. Yes. Yes, they took uh, the risk venture from the Red Bull. But it's an Alpha Towery. Yeah. And P6. Mind you, Yuki does like this track. He does do good at this track. He does. Um, But still, P6 in this year's Alpha Towery. Great job from him. Yeah, it was it was nice to see that Alpha Towery get up there. Um, Then you had Lando Norris, P5. George Russell, P4. And then uh, we saw the return of the rookie. Mm-hmm. Oscar Piastri put it in P3. I kind of expected that place to be switched. Yeah, well, I mean, I honestly think, like, I genuinely think that Lando would have put that car P2 if he didn't have that moment on his last lap. That was... It was gutting to see that yeah. moment. They cut to it, and he's in just full drift mode i'm like no yeah he's going full tokyo drift right there because like at that point in the track too you can't even back out and rebuild it's oh you're done you have two corners left in the lap yeah so like it is what it is even if he tried to go out for another one he's gonna have probably next to no battery Mm -hmm. yeah you can't recharge that fast right so it's just it was gutting to see lando do that but yeah Piastri P3, it was nice to see him come back. Yeah, good run from him. Yeah, and then um, Charles Leclerc P2. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do we describe this guy anymore? 
insane, <laughs> unbelievable, uh, never to be believed, inhumane. <laughs> like, um, this man is not human. Unstoppable. Um, robot. If you haven't figured um, out who we're talking about, it is the three-peat world champion, Max Verstappen. Eight. Is it too early to say legend or goat? With the records he's broken this year, I don't think. I, maybe goat. But legend, yes. Because, like, you you look at the Red Bull, right? And Checo is Checo, but that's the best comparison we have for that Red Bull. At the start of the season, it was in God mode. Throughout the rest of the season, they didn't really upgrade it because there was no point. Um, they just focused on next year's car. The rest of the teams slowly caught up. So it was no longer overly dominant, like in God mode, essentially. It was a good car, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't, I'd say, like Mercedes of old. Yeah. When they were literally unstoppable. And that being said, Max has, what, he had one off weekend? When he yeah. qualified, what, P5? Was it? No, it was a lower. Well, there was Singapore where he qualified P11, I think. That was it, yeah. And then he finished, like, P5 or something. The, but, yeah, I got him. But then he there. interviewed and he was like, yeah, we let him have one. Exactly. Like, we'll be back next weekend, and they were back for the rest of the season. And the rest of the season, minus a couple races, two races, I think, he finished P1, um, and the two races he finished P2. Minus yeah. the one where signs won. Yes. So, like, people, you, you, like, yes, like, the car has a point, to, has a part to play, right? It always does. But he's never put a foot wrong. Like, we talked on Friday, what penalties has he got? He's gotten fines. Like, seriously. Like, it's... Like, he, I think won't... before Abu Dhabi, he broke 13 F1 records. I, I honestly like he's got to even this race. You know they said he he's finally led a thousand laps in a season. A thousand sixty three in one season. How? Who's next? Like has anybody led more? No. So no, we're he's fourteen records. Yeah. In one season. I, I think there might be more, but um, yes, it's now we don't know what's gonna happen next year. So I might count my words here, but I don't think we'll ever see this for a very long time. No. Depending upon where it brings next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only contingency because they haven't worked on this car this year. Well, they ra- just... the racing bulls are using the old Red Bull cart this year. That's true. But I have faith in Adrian Newey that he's going to do his thing. That man has had like six months of this season. To plan next year's car. Yeah, not even counting winter break. Which... Or summer break. Right? <laughs> like, I'm like... Like, I think oh it was Silverstone. Goodness. They said, yeah, we're already working on next year's car. Silverstone. So, that being said, next year is what it is. But I, I, I honestly don't see how we can get to this level again. No. For um, a very long time. Unless Red Bull pulls something out of a hat next year. Right, like like I said, like, this man is going to be a legend. Hundred percent, goat. I'm gonna hold off on that one for a little bit. How? 
Lewis is still my goat. Your goat. There can be more than one goat. Michael Schumacher is a goat. Lewis Hamilton's a goat. There is, but like the re for you for Max to be considered goat, he has to he has to have been doing this for nearly as long because for all we know, right? Mm-hmm. Next year, Red Bull could be back of the pack. I'm not saying that that's not going to happen, but like no. you can have just this incredible season and then fall off. Correct. I, this needs to happen. It's happened for three years. He's been world champion. Mm-hmm. Not this level of dominance. This is the first year we've had this level of dominance for a very long time. But if he can continue this, then I'll be like, okay, yes, he can. He can enter the goat conversations. Mm-hmm. But like he needs. So how long does he have to continue it for? For me, he needs at least five or six championships. Don't seven. Not eight? Just to join the conversation, he needs at least five or six. Okay. But for me, you want to be the greatest of all time, you need to surpass Lewis's podium record. That's true. His win record. Also true. Like, that is that is what will make Max. And I'm a, I'm a Max fan. And to be fair, the amount of time that Max has been in Formula 1, I think he's well on his way to beat those records if he stays on oh, space. Oh, if, if he continues like this, like he's what, 24, 25? Yeah, he's our age, 25. Yeah, like... <laughs> that man has gotten like 30 plus wins in two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. More than that, but yes. Insane. So I have got what fifteen wins last season. Uh, fifteen that year, nineteen this year. <laughs> so thirty-four wins in two seasons. Yep. So well on his way to break. He's at what is he at? I think he's at fifty-four now. Because Vegas, he tied Vettel. Mm-hmm. So this win would have put him at I think fifty-four. So I'm not saying he's not going to get there. He, at this pace, he's going to get there in like three years. Yeah. But. Just in time for the regulation change. When we're sitting here right now, I'm not putting Max in the GOAT conversation. Okay. We'll come back to you end of next year when he's got <laughs> another championship. <laughs> hey, if he has another championship, he's just that much closer to getting into my GOAT conversation. But again, he needs at least five or six. The only the only person that I would argue is on my Mount Rushmore, right, of F1, mm. that doesn't have more than two championships mm-hmm. is Senna. That's fair. He, he should just be at the top of it. <laughs> that man is the exception to, the, to Zach's five to six championship rule. And that's because he's Ayrton Senna. What about Vettel? What about Alonzo? What does Vettel have? Four? Four? You know what? No, Vettel's not on my Mount Rushmore. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> Alonzo? He's not on my Mount Rushmore either. You see what he's doing with an Aston Martin, right? <laughs> I do. He's like 44 years old. But I'm not putting him in my GOAT conversation. But we're going to move on to this because this GOAT conversation is going to be good for another podcast. That's true. 
Um, moving on to our predictions for qualifying. Now, we're going to start with <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Heads up, guys. I didn't do very good this weekend. Joe's quality predictions was <laughs> P1 Lando. Yeah, I had too much faith. P2 Max. Yeah. P3 Leclerc. Yeah. And P4 Paris. It's wrong. So you walked away with a big old zero. On My. the plus side, guys, I still have a lead in this points. My prediction was Max P1. Yeah. Russell P2. Yeah. You didn't get that one right, at least. No. Lando P3. I got the wrong McLaren. And Alonzo P4. I'm glad you walked away with 0.5. Yeah. McKenna got Max P1. Yeah. Leclerc P2. No surprise there. Lando P3. Wrong McLaren again. Mm -hmm. And Perez P4. Yeah, so once again, McKenna pulls something out and uh, gets the most points of the weekend. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say anymore. I don't even know when this started because at the start she was rubbish. Didn't right. have a clue. Right, she was like, I think she went a couple races without any points. Exactly, or and like then, the minimum, the max for Stappen points. <laughs> exactly, and then now it's just like, okay, I'm coming for you. I'm gonna win this thing. And she has been. Yeah, she's she went on. She she was the McLaren of F one of the Sun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she she started out her rubbish at the beginning of the year. Yeah, we hit went to break, and she's like, "All right, time to try." See, and I was the Aston Martin. Started off really good, <laughs> and then kind of just kind of tanked, but like mellowed out and worked worked hard enough in the first half to be able to mellow out in the second half and keep it exactly. I'm still riding that high from the start. Yeah. So. And, and Zach's just an AlphaTauri. Yeah. You're slowly crawling your way up. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to move into the race. All right. Back from break. Now we're on to the race. The good but not good enough race, as I'm going to dub it. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. It's a good race. It, like I said before, there was a lot of tension. There was, but I, I was counting hundreds of a second at the end. See, the problem that I have with Abu Dhabi is I think <laughs> whenever I think of Abu Dhabi, I think of one race, and nothing lives up to that race. You, you mean the race where uh, we just had a couple DNFs? <laughs> no, Latifi DNF. <laughs> oh, I miss Latifi. Latifi Williams, twenty twenty four. Imagine can you see replaced by him? Oh, the goat of F one coming back. Oh, if it happens, you heard it here first on F one on the song. Uh, <laughs> goat Tifi back in the Williams. Oh, but yeah. So I, whenever I think of Abu Dhabi, I think back to one race. Happened, it happened a couple of years ago. Um, it still got some uh, people a little butt hurt. Yeah. Um, so like I always think of that race, and it, nothing's ever going to live up to that race. So no, that's one of my problems I have with Abu Dhabi. And that's just going to be a problem you're going to have. Yeah, it'll go away eventually, but not for a while. No, <laughs> and not while people are still butt hurt about it. Yeah. So, 
if people still on Twitter <laughs> or X, whatever it's called nowadays, <laughs> saying um, it was rigged. Yeah, moving into your results, you had <laughs> P20 of Kevin Magnuson a lap down. You had Valtteri Bottas a lap down. And you had Carlos Sainz in P18 technically DNFing. Technically, they just sort of gave up at the end. Yeah. Um, that's why he's P18. Um, since we're on Carlos Sainz, I feel it's suiting to talk about the strategy. Everything they did this weekend. So, Ugh. he had a terrible qualifying, which is on him. Yeah, so they put him on the hardest to start the race. Obviously. Makes sense. Good with that. Yeah, right? You wouldn't put him on softs. No. Although that would be a Ferrari thing to do. <laughs> no, the, the Ferrari thing would put him on the blue tires, the wets. Yeah, That's true. Signs, signs there is a 0.01% chance it's going to rain. We're going to put you on wets. <laughs> yeah. Where is it going to rain? Australia. <laughs> you know as much as you joke that <laughs> if they put him on that for a lap boxed him for another set of hards they could have done their strategy they it would have worked <laughs> he would have ended up with some points Ferrari could have potentially clutched that P2 uh... but they didn't listen to our advice no so they put him on hard to start the race which is fine Simple right fact. when you're that far back and you're a top team that's usually what you do. Is you put him on hards to try and extend extend the stint. Yeah, which makes sense. Support. And he, it's he was all right on the first stint. He wasn't great. He wasn't terrible. He was all right. I just don't think the hearts agree with Ferrari. As always, no, they're, they're the only tire that agrees with Ferrari is the medium. Correct. And even that is a love hate relationship. It's fifty fifty. <laughs> also true. Um. So yeah. So they. Had him on the hards, and then they bring him in on a pit stop and put him on hards. It's like, all right, you're committing to the three stop. Yeah, which is, you know what? Fine. If you're going to commit to it, commit to it. Yeah. Right? There's no problem with that. Run with it. And it was doing okay. He was up into, what, ninth, I think, in the end? Yeah, at one point he was as high as with the pit chain, pit, pit stops. He was up to podium, I think. No, he was he was top five at one point. Top five, but that's Cody. that's because of all, everybody pitting. Keep that in, keep that into context. Sonoda was leaving the race. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. I loved that. I did too, and I'm sure Franz Tost loved that. Agreed. Fantastic. No hail on Yuki at all. Just put that into context, though. Yeah, and then so they're basically praying for a safety car. At some point near in the last, what, 10, 15 laps of the race. Yeah. And fine. Whatever. It's not the first it's, time they that a team's done this. It's not the it, worst idea. It's not going to be the last. But when you get... I know when he was about lap 40, we were thinking, okay, he, he has to box soon. Otherwise, there's no chance he's going to crawl himself back up to the, into the points. Yep. Right? No way. And then, I know for me personally, when I was watching it, it was around lap 44. I was borderline screaming at the TV to box in for mediums. <laughs> um, and, and Zach, uh, what, what did they do? Uh, they retired the car. <laughs> yeah, they, they just... They kept... No, no, they, they boxed him 
I like lap 55. Uh, yeah, but... It was a 58-lap race. Yes. And, like, okay, if you, you're going to wait for a safety car, do it. But you you can't throw all your eggs into the basket. Because, like, if you think about it, say you went with my strategy, lap 44, which I'm going to boast here, I think he could have probably got a couple points from it. Yeah. So you do that, you box, you go down to 15th, whatever you end up with, right? You have time to get it back up. And bam, there's a safety car. Oh well, you could have pitted, you could have waited and boxed, right? Yeah. But now you're on new tires, the pack is bunched back up again, and you're on the faster tire compared to all the hards. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win anyway. Now, mind you, depending how far back he would have been when the safety car came out, other cars in front of him might have pit for new tires as well. Been like, Carlos is on news. We have the gap. Let's pit. But you're still bunched up with cars that arguably you should easily be able to pass. Exactly. On tires that for some of them might be, your tires might be a lap older. Because who was around that 15th mark? Um, Just so we can, I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't remember at that point, but you had your Alpines, your Williams, your Alphas, your Hosses. Exactly. So all teams, as you said before, you should be able to pass. Mm-hmm. Easy, no problem. So why wouldn't you... Oh, it just... And then they could have got P2. Mm-hmm. You know, last year especially, that Ferrari clown meme was going around. Every race. Yeah. Um, if they haven't got the hint yet, <laughs> I think they need to fire their strategists and steal some from Red Bull. Yeah. At this point. Because this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what to say anymore. I've tried being nice to Ferrari for two years now. I supported Ferrari last weekend. Didn't work out for me. Mm-hmm. I supported Ferrari in getting the P2 this weekend. I told you it wasn't going to happen. But I had faith. You know what the problem was? Hmm. They didn't keep delivery. Bingo. And that's what I touched on earlier. Is they? It wasn't a Vegas-specific livery. Why didn't you just keep it? It was a cool-ass livery. Yeah, then you could have got P2. Come on, Ferrari. Do better. Yep. I don't um, I love that livery. I don't know I don't know why they got rid of it. Oh sorry, because it was Vegas specific. Because the strategist probably said to. Or maybe they didn't have enough money in the budget to uh paint the car again because of Carlos's mistake in Vegas. Um You mean Vegas' mistake on Carlos? Yeah, but if you talk to the FIA, it's Carlos's mistake. Oh, yeah, because yeah. um, he's telepathic, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> moving on to the rest of the grid, everybody who finished on the lead lap, you had Joe going UP17. You had Logan Sargent, P16. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg, P15. I will say, I was hoping the Alfa Romeos would do a little bit better this weekend. Yeah, but at least they looked cool at the back. That's true. They did look, <laughs> whenever Max was lapping them, they looked fantastic. Right? 
to this day, I still sometimes mistake them for Mercedes. And really? I don't know why. I think it's just because of the black. But and the, the gold black. stands out. I know, but like at some of the angles, you're only staring at like the front end or you're staring at them as they go through the frame. And to me, I was just always like, that was a Mercedes. You need some glasses, though. Honestly, I probably do. I haven't been to the eye doctor in years. Because you know what I say. If you don't go to the doctor, there's nothing wrong with you. Exactly. And plus, we can't get any doctors here. <laughs> I don't make enough. <laughs> um, you had Alex Albon P14. Again, expected a bit more from the Williams, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, one battle that was decided in the driver standings was this one right here. You had Pierre Gasly P13 and Esteban Ocon P12, which meant Gasly walked away with the win. Mm-hmm. And by win, I mean he just he finished in front of his teammate because um, none of them scored points. No. But it's definitely some boasting rights within the team. Yeah. Bragging rights, essentially. Yeah. Um, you had Daniel Ricardo finish P11, just outside the points. I was, if, I, I know at the start of the race he had that where the tear-off, which we'll get into in another podcast because I think it's a discussion worth having, um, got stuck in his front brake duct. I can't remember which side. Causing him, he had to pit. Yeah, or Otherwise else his, his brakes, brakes would have just cooked. Cooked, they would have cooked him set on fire. Yeah. So, um, had to box to get rid of it, which then ruined his race, essentially. Yeah, but, you know, for boxing so early, he had a good recovery. Decent. I just wish he could have got a point. Yeah. Uh, moving into your point getters, you had Lance Stroll in P10. You had Lewis in P9. He just wasn't very good. No. He almost got past Yuki in one of the in that high speed left hander mm-hmm. right at the end of the the second straight, but then his back end just kicked out. Yep, did a little bit of sliding. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of Mister Yuki Sonoda, our driver of the day, you had him P eight. He went on a one stop again, sort of hoping for a safety car at the end. I but... think he was hoping a lot less than Ferrari was. 110%, yeah. Like, I think AlphaTauri and Yuki was more so just hoping that their tires would survive. Yeah. Which and they kind of did up until the last few laps, and then you kind of saw them. Yeah, slowing down a bit. Yeah. He was a fantastic drive, though. Oh, he had an awesome drive. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, P7. This... Decided a battle as well. You had Fernando Alonso. Mm-hmm. Who did not have a fast car at all this weekend. And he hasn't had a fast car for the last few weekends. Honestly, I'm... I think he should have gotten a penalty this weekend. Yeah. Like, they, they investigated... Quote-unquote investigated it for driving erratically. And gave him nothing. See, I... I... I just don't know... Now, before I go on this little tangent, I guess. I don't... I have not read the the book. The rule book for the FIA. But, driving erratically, it's almost... If he got a penalty for that, I'd argue it wasn't driving erratically. But it was potentially causing a collision. 
So if nobody watched the race, um, <laughs> which you should have watched the race, Fernando did not have a fast car in the streets at all, and he knew that. He even went on the radio and said it. Yeah. And so Lewis was coming up behind him, going into the left-handed corner, just going onto the longest straight of the race. And I think they said about 30 meters before the braking zone, Mm -hmm. Fernando Alonso essentially slammed on the brakes. Yeah, he got off the gas, braked, and then accelerated, Mm -hmm. and then braked again for the corner. Yeah. Um, Explaining it like he was trying... Essentially, he wanted Lewis to pass him before the detection zone Mm -hmm. so he could have the DRS. Yeah. Didn't work out. Um, but even, uh, I believe it was David Coulthard said that years ago, Fernando did the same thing to him mm-hmm. and they actually got called into the steward's office. Oh yeah. And Fernando's excuse was, I can break when I want for a corner. Which I mean, he's not wrong. But, but the, but the break let off break. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm. And you can even see him look in his mirror when he does it. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, you know what you're doing. Oh, 110% knows what he's doing. He's not a rookie who's driving an F1 car for the first time. No, and I think it caught Lewis very, very off guard. Oh, 100%. Because you don't expect anybody to break there. No. Um, it's... I I don't know what rule he would have got, what penalty he would have got. Or it would have been a five-second penalty, but I don't know what they would have called it. Well, officially they called it driving erratically. Well, that's what they tried. But again, I it's not driving erratically. Yeah. I would argue, right? Because driving erratically would be like swerving or... You get what I mean. I can't think of a right word yeah. for it. But anyway. And it wasn't that. But it was definitely break checking. It was and unsafe. unsafe. Yeah. yeah. And unsportsmanlike. Yes. Um, moving on from our and I mean that that position secured him P four mm-hmm. in the driver championship. Yes, he tied with another driver, but because Fernando had more podiums, he won. He won P four. Um, moving on to the man who played probably the best defense I saw all weekend, P six Oscar Piastri. Keep, I'm gonna... keeping George Russell behind him that long. That. Mind yes. you, he, George Russell eventually passed him, but a bunch of laps later than everyone expected him to pass him. He did do a very good job then, which was near, near the start. Yeah. And, and then, to be honest, I just sort of forgot about him. Yeah, he kind of dropped off. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i trying to remember if, what he was even doing. and I. He was racing. Well, apparently. <laughs> he was like um, the Alpines. I just forget about him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Oscar Piastri finished in your P6 slot. Uh, Lando Norris finished in your P5 slot, so he finished in P6 in the driver's standings. I was expecting more from him. Yeah. I don't know what happened with the McLarens, but like they looked good, and they kind of just slowly started looking less and less good. They just lost all their pace. Yeah. Um, Sergio Perez got a five-second penalty for causing a collision. With Lando Norris, mm-hmm. it was probably one of the slowest collisions we've ever seen in F one. Yeah, it was uh, like um, a tap already. Yeah, and I don't care who disagrees with me. I do think that Sergio Perez was at fault. 
Yeah, we looked initially during the race. I, I was kind of like, it's more of a racing incident. But then we looked at it more sort of afterwards. And yeah, you could definitely say yeah. Checo was at fault there. Checo didn't even try to make the apex. No, he just didn't turn very much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he got he crossed the line in P2. Mm-hmm. But with his five-second penalty, he dropped down to P4, which meant that your podium was George Russell in P3, Charles Leclerc in P2, and your world champion, Max Verstappen, in P1. I would just like to go over Leclerc's... He went on sort of Fernando level of thinking... He did, and um, we are going to go over that after we get our predictions out of the way. Okie dokie, because that was, yeah. <laughs> this is this is not going to go well for me, by the way. And honestly, it's probably not going to go well for me either. So we're going to start with Joe. Um, I didn't get anything right. <laughs> well, Oh, I might have got Russell right, I don't know. You had Lando P1. Yeah, I was wrong there. You had Hamilton P2. I was very wrong there. You had Russell P3. I got a point. Yeah, you did. Um, and then you had Max P four. Yeah, that uh, that didn't work out. No. Um, moving on to McKenna, she had Max P one. She had Norris P two. Hamilton P three, and Piastri P four. Ah, so she she still got good points. Yes, good uh, points. Moving on to me, I had Lando P one. Optimistic. Just like me. I was going to say, sir, you guessed the same thing. You had Max P2. Or I had Max P2, sorry. <laughs> I had Russell P3. Uh huh. And I had Hamilton P4. So you got a point. Yeah, so I walked away this weekend with a point and a half. I got one point. And McKenna walked away with. Three. Oh my goodness, guys, math's not working right now. Two. She had the wrong Mercedes on the podium. Mm, that was it, yes. Yep. So those were our predictions. Um, because I am psychic and I know the rant Joe is about to go on. I don't. I, you know what? I don't even want to call it a rant. It's not going to be a rant. No, it's not a rant. It's almost going to be... He's going to praise a Ferrari here. I am. Um, but we're going to take one last break. And then, honestly, I'm going to join you. Because I think it's well-deserved. It is. Um, so yeah, we'll be right back after this break, guys. All right. So I lied. I know I said we were going to get into this praise, but I want to quickly go over something else. This is an article that came out 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 hours ago. Okay. Right. And it says, how much will each team earn after the 2023 season? Mm -hmm. Now it's all rough. I'm not saying this is exactly how much they're getting. Yeah. Please do not quote me on this because I'm probably going to be very wrong. <laughs> That's a good way to start. But we're going to make Joe guess. So, oh, Joe. God. How much do you think that the P10 team, which in this case is Haas, how much do you think, according to this article, that Haas walked away with after this season? Hmm. Now remember, we did say we did roughly estimate that it was probably 
going to be like high six figures? No. How many figures am I talking? Eight? You're talking millions. <laughs> there's, there's, there's seven in a million. So nine. High nines. That's how much we said the prize pot was going to be. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. They didn't walk away with that. How much do you think 10th place walked away with? Well, considering the cost cap is 140, Pass has never ever got there. I'm going to go $75 million. They got 60. Oh. For P10, 60 million. That's quite low. P9. How much do you think P9 walked away with? Which in this instance would have been the Alfa Romeo team. How much did Alfa Romeo walk away with? Allegedly. Would it has to get 65? Is that your guess? No, no. Would it has to get? Was that 65? Haas got 60. 60. 72. 69 million. Oh, that's less fun. Nice. Well, kind of more fun, but you know. <laughs> We're a PG podcast. We are. All right, moving on to P8, which went to the Alpha Tower team. A cool number. How much do you think Alpha Tower walked away with? I'll give you a hint. You've overguessed two times in a row now. 77. You're close. It's 78. Oh, that was going to be my first <laughs> guess. I changed it. I went down one. 78 million. Um, P7 to the Williams team. How much do you think P7 got? This is sort of where I started. I think it's supposed to go up quite a bit. So I'm going to go 89. 87. Oh, you were close. Um, moving on to P6, which went to the Alpine Renault team. How much do you think P6 walked away with? Allegedly. I have to keep saying that so people don't quote me on this. 99. You're over again. It's 95 million. <sighs> well, it's a good thing Joe's not in charge of this or else he's all these teams would be walking away with extra money. Now, who do you think, or it's not who do you think, how much, how much do you think Aston Martin walked away with in P5? $107 million. You're over again, 104. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, what did I say? You're always overshooting. All right. Well, I underguessed once, and then I was wrong, so I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> How much do you think McLaren Mercedes walked away with in P4? 114. 114? Uh-huh. They walked away with 113. <laughs> 113 mil. Jesus Christ. Uh, move on. Next <laughs> you one. You are off by 1 million. All right, how much? Get any right. How much do you think Ferrari walked away with in P three? Is this counting their legacy mm -hmm. stuff, or is this just their constructors' point uh, money? Um, that's a good question. 
I would as- let let's take into his assumption. It's not. Hundred twenty one. Hundred twenty two million. <laughs> oh my god. Mercedes will be one hundred thirty two. Hundred thirty one. <laughs> what is this? They were supposed to get ten million extra for P two. Hundred thirty one. So now your final guess, Red Bull. 151. All right, now you're at just up to 140. Um, but that is all off the assumption that the prize pot is a billion dollars. With a B. That's a lot of money. Right? You know what I could do with a billion dollars? I, uh, Probably nothing good. I wouldn't live in Canada anymore. I can tell you that much. No, I'd live in Abu Dhabi. What you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, okay. But now, now we're going to move on to the praises of Ferrari, which... No, not... no, 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 no. Sorry, the praises of the Ferrari driver. There you go. Right. Not Ferrari. <laughs> no, we, we, we never praise. The only time we praise Ferrari is when they come out with cool liveries. Which is once. In a blue moon. Um... Okay, so, we're in the last 10 laps of the race. Checo gets his penalty. Checo has a five-second penalty. He's currently sitting P4 behind Russell. I think he was four seconds behind Russell. Four or three and a half. Yeah, but on much fresher tires. Yeah. And in a Red Bull. Exactly. So... Checo gets past Russell and opens the gap to like 1.8 seconds within a lap. And I think he has four laps to go Yeah, to the end of the race. And he has to get five seconds. So Charles Leclerc begs the team to tell him, A, are they P2? B, what's the gap? Yeah. They don't like answering him. <laughs> he says to the team again for the gap and what it will take for them to get P2. They don't really tell him. So he says he's going to drop back, help Checo. He's, gonna, he's essentially going to give Checo a toe, which is something you never see in opposing teams. Unless you're Orlando and Carlos Sainz. Yes, but you you never see a driver of one team be like, hey, I'm going to slow down so this other team can tow off of me and pass me. Yeah, he let him get past. Like, he pulled over. Yeah, out of the way. So, Checo could mm-hmm. get, you know, get that gap, which then would secure them the P2. Um, unfortunately... They didn't have enough laps. Didn't have enough laps. I reckon if it was one, maybe two more laps longer, would have done it. Yep. Um, so, Checo moves back down with a five-second penalty behind Russell. Which means Mercedes gets the P2. Um, Leclerc asks again, after the race is done on his final lap, sort of back to the pits and whatever, if they got the P2, uh, they say no, 
he loses his mind for a minute. And a little bit after that, he asks if he can do some burnouts. And the team say, no. And he loses his mind again. Which is completely justified. Like, Abu Dhabi is known for the burnouts because it's the end of the year. You never, you never see F1 drivers do burnouts or donuts or anything like that throughout the season. Except for Abu Dhabi because they don't want to break the car. They don't want to break a single thing on that car. And doing donuts and burnouts sometimes breaks stuff. If you look at last year, how many people were doing donuts? I know a lot because Seb left. Sebastian, uh, Mick Schumacher did one and got in trouble for it. <laughs> that was actually very sad. Yeah, he is like he because he wasn't coming back. We all knew it. Um, so we went to do a donut, and immediately his engineer, "Stop it! Stop it! No!" And he's like, "Sorry, guys, I just wanted to do it." Mm-hmm. Let the kid do a freaking donut. What is he gonna do? Break the car for next? Ra- oh wait, there isn't a next race. Exactly. So I don't get why Ferrari wouldn't let him. It's definitely a gut punch. So, old praises goes to Charles Leclerc. He tried his absolute best in everything he possibly could. Yep. And boo for Ferrari. And to be honest, when his contract's up in 2025, I'm not seeing Charles stay unless they win the Drivers' Championship next year. Uh, Yeah, which isn't going to happen. Unless Red Bull accidentally loses their car and it ends up in a Ferrari factory. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, On that note, the other thing I want to talk about too is George Russell went on the radio Mm -hmm. essentially asking the same thing. This one I didn't hear. What do we need to do to win? Mm -hmm. And his team floated around the question. Was it Okay, I might be mistaken. Because I'm thinking it's either Russell or Signs now. One of them went on the radio asking, what needs to be done? Mm-hmm. Right? Essentially, to get this. Yeah. And the team's response was, we're doing good. Oh, this was Russell. Yeah, it was he Russell. Was asking about Hamilton. Yeah, he's like, what do we need to do? And they're like, we're good. What? If you're fighting... For P2 and the constructors. Mm-hmm. And you ask, hey, I know there's a Ferrari in front of me. Where's Hamilton? Yep. Essentially asking, where's Signs? Mm-hmm. And do I need to push like I've never pushed before to get in front of Leclerc? Yeah. And to have your team say, we're good. Like, obviously, they said more, but... Not much. It is, they, they said a bunch of nothing. Like, it was essentially just, we're good, keep driving. And uh, Russell lost his mind. Right? Which is justifiable. Like, you're fighting for millions of dollars. As Ten million we, dollars. As we literally just went over. Yeah. Millions of dollars between P2 and P3. Yeah. You want that. Mm-hmm. And when your team comes on and just says, we're good, even David Coulthard was like, just tell him. Exactly. There's no harm in it. What's it going to do? Make him drive Faster? Yeah. Isn't that what you want? <laughs> like, it, essentially, to me, like, if I was Russell and I heard that, I would have been like, all right, so I can kind of just hold position because 
Hamilton must be in a spot that secures his P2. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then maybe there would have been a bigger gap between Russell and Leclerc. Yep. And then Sainz would have gotten in front of Russell. And maybe that five-second gap would have been built. And Ferrari takes P2. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't know because that didn't happen. No. But. So what we're, we're talking about here a lot, I guess, ultimately comes down to severe lack of communication. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty bad. It was. Um, I'm surprised. Honestly, I'm surprised we didn't hear more from Lewis this weekend. Whether that is... Well, cause, I... Because obviously you watch Sky Sports. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, Abu Dhabi did not have James Hinchcliffe. So you should have told me that before I watched. <laughs> it didn't have Hinchcliffe. He was not there. It was an all-European... Huh. All European broadcast. Then I might have given it a go. Yeah. Because I, I like DC. But... Now, I didn't actually notice until halfway through the race. I'm like, I haven't heard Hin- Hinchcliffe in a while. Oh, that's because he's not here. <laughs> I'm really hoping. Now, this is nothing against him personally. Joe just he, hates your voice, you James just Hinchcliffe. You shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Fine. Work with ESPN. Do that. It's fine. Yeah. Just don't do F1. And again, nothing against him personally. But you're the entire reason I don't watch it on F1 TV. What did I tell you? I said, pull it up, mute the F1 TV one, and just run the Sky Sports commentary, but watch the F1 TV. I can't be asked to do that much effort to get around one person, so I just watch the Sky Sports. But F1 TV, you get so much more. I am plugging F1 TV. Yes. So get... This is what F1 needs to do. To win over people like me. Ditch their commentators. Keep DC, because I like him. He's good. Gives a good perspective. I like Julian Palmer. I don't know who that is. Um, former, former racer. Bring over the people from Sky into F1. Run with it. Julian Palmer is the one that does the interviews. He did the interviews for this race. There was lots of people doing interviews for this race. But like interviewed the podium after the race. Oh, on that note, Joe has no idea what I'm talking about. I thought it was DC. (laughs) Wait a minute, was it DC? It was definitely DC. So Zach has no idea what he's talking about here. Anyway. That's what I'm like. Uh, I'm trying to think here. James Hinchcliffe did not was did not appear on F1 TV this weekend for Abu Dhabi. Thank God, and it was DC doing the uh, probably doing the interviews. Um, but yeah, we're done. F1 season is complete. Yeah, we're not done. We're yeah, still, sorry, sorry, sorry. We're, we're, we 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 will still bring you podcasts every week. We're not done. <laughs> the season's done. Yes, we have. 96 days until we're back in Bahrain. You have to Google that? Nope. You just know? Yep. You want to know how I know? Instagram? Nope, because in the post-race interviews, they said 97 days. Ah, fair enough. And today's Monday, which makes it 96. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yep. 96 days, and then we are in Bahrain. Looking forward to it already. Yep. 
I just, I just want to see how good McLaren is. I just want to see some better liveries. I want to see how good racing balls are. Oh, God, that's the thing we haven't touched on, is it? <laughs> That'll well, be... We have 96 days. That'll be a topic for another podcast. Yes. So, have yourselves a good week. We will catch you Friday night for our first off-season podcast Podcast of, of our first. existence. <laughs> of our first season? Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, we can find a better way to word that. We do. <laughs> we do. Um, but on that note, you guys have yourselves a good week. If you haven't watched the race yet, why are you listening to us? Because we just ruined everything. Go watch the race. Yes, go watch it. You'll see what I mean with Ferrari. Just watch the race. Doing Ferrari things, being clowns. Just do it. Oh, we should give a shout out to the Alpha Towery um, team principal who was retiring this weekend. Yes. It was his last. I'm not, not, not going to lie. I was going to save that for next week, but we can do that now. It was. It Franz, just feels fitting. Franz tossed. He, I know we talked about it on the last podcast too about Yuki's helmet and all that. 18 years. And he like, even labeled the cars with him, with his name on there. Yeah. Um, that man had a role in, you know, developing some of, some drivers you may have heard of. Yuki Sonoda, Daniel Ricciardo, uh, Sebastian Vettel. Max Verstappen. And yeah, some, some guy named Max Verstappen. Yeah, there's quite a few names that are... Very well known, we'll say, that he's had a helping hand with. Yes, so from everyone here at F1 in the Sun, we wish you a very relaxing retirement, a good yeah. retirement. I don't actually know anybody who is retired that enjoys being retired, so... Find a beach, <laughs> put your feet up, have an open bar, good to go. Get a subscription to F1 TV. <laughs> <laughs> so you can watch the races. Uh, anyway, guys. Have yourselves a good week. We'll catch you next weekend. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you liked what we talked about today in our podcast and everything else we'll talk about in the future, the best way to support us is by subscribing to our podcast, both on Spotify and Apple Podcast, as well as giving us a five-star review. We do have social media as well, so check us out on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at F1 in the Sun. All of the information will be linked in the descriptions of every podcast, as well as in the description of our Apple and Spotify podcasts. And we will see you next week.